Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is episode number 116, How to Plan for Success. Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. This is Bethany, your coach from drbcoach.com, coaching with power, purpose, and practical tools to help you show up with confidence. Welcome to the Mindset for Life podcast. I'm very pleased to be with you today while we're talking about how to plan for success. This podcast is for you. If you love, serve, and teach others, you want things to keep getting better, and you want some encouragement, just one little idea today to help you get stronger in your life or your relationships or your work. I really love helping individual people find more power to do what they need to do. It seems like there's always something that gets in the way of what we really want, and we just get stuck. So for that reason, I tend to coach a lot of people in the tech industry and executives I coach them on confidence so they can take action and do things a little differently. And I also coach teachers. I usually coach teachers on strategies for teaching online and well-being, but I heavily focus on well-being. That's an underutilized area of life. And especially teachers who love and serve and teach others, we tend to get overwhelmed and lost in our work and we put ourselves last, which is never a good place to be it makes us feel exhausted. So today I want to really focus on what doesn't exhaust us. And that is when things go right, right? So today we're going to talk about how you can plan for success during the week ahead. We're also going to talk about how to reflect on it briefly because any cycle of planning for success needs to have some kind of reflection back afterwards to decide what worked, what didn't, what we're going to do next time. Before we jump in, I just want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. We're all in this journey of being a better version of ourselves. And you know, thinking about mindset is a really tough thing. When we think about uh, mindset, it can feel like it's not easy to change our mindset, right? Like what we think about things feels like it's just who we are. But to be the best version of ourselves and keep getting better all the time, we actually have to question the mindset we have. This podcast is about doing just that. Sometimes we talk about a specific strategy to do something, but a lot of times we're just exploring the way we think and the attitudes that we have and the habits that we have. And all those things lead to who we become and the behaviors that are going to get us to who we become. So as you're thinking about this today, the mindset element underneath planning for success I'm not going to just give you a bunch of ideas about how to think. I'm going to just give you some practical tips on what to think about. And the mindset that you have to have to carry it out really is this belief and this orientation towards it working out. Not everything on your planning list for the week is going to work out. That's just normal. And if we assumed every single thing's going to work out just as we planned it, that's going to be pretty frustrating, right? 
um, unmet expectations cause frustration. But if we plan it, we are much more likely to get a lot of them accomplished. So we'll talk today about how we can plan ahead for success. And we're talking about about a week in duration. So I would like to nickname that idea, the weekly success plan, and then the weekly reflection at the end. So what does your week ahead look like? When I think about my week ahead, I usually think about those big projects or due dates for something in my day job at work. If I have a university project happening or if I'm teaching and I have a certain assignment to grade or something to do in that classroom, or maybe it's a meeting to attend where I need to contribute. Whatever it is, those will usually be what I consider to be the big rocks in my jar. And if you've never heard that metaphor, it's kind of like you take a jar and you put the big rocks in first, the most important things to you. Then you put in the medium-sized gravel. Then you put in the sand. Then you pour in the water and it fills in all the other spaces. But you know, when I think about those unmovable deadlines and projects, sure, they probably are the big rocks in my jar for the week ahead. But really, the higher level things that will fuel me and help me get through the weeks, those are what I would prefer to be my big rocks. And one of those big rocks is exercise. I know that when I exercise physically, I'm going to have the energy to get through the day. And I'm going to have a much more resilient, positive attitude. Things will affect me less that are negative, And I'm going to be able to spring from challenge to challenge, learning something and thinking really clearly. For me, exercise clears my brain. I don't think of exercise nearly so much to hone my body or get myself in shape as much as I do to get my brain in shape. Exercise physically is probably the foundation of my own personal mental fitness. When I don't do it, I can sometimes still have a good week if I've gotten enough sleep and I'm eating right, but it's not quite the same as those weeks where I put exercise first. So if I were to create my top three priorities for the week ahead, for me personally, I would put exercise as one of those three priorities and I would put it on my calendar and schedule the time. Now you have to decide what it's going to be for you. There's no judgment here. It doesn't have to be what it is for me. It doesn't have to be exercise, for example. It could be something else. But also among the big rocks in the jar, I have to put the program review I'm working on at my university. And if there's something else I'm doing, like teaching a class, that has to be there because there are some deliverables, some deadlines. Um, And then if there's something special going on with a family member, or a special event with my colleagues, I want to make sure to put that on my calendar as well as a big rock. I can't move those things. I want to really focus on those. And then the second thing I do when I plan my week ahead is to look at all of those priorities, those biggest things, and put them on the calendar at specific times. Just like I suggested putting schedule for exercise on there, I'm going to schedule the time for my family members, my colleagues, and those important meetings and tasks so that as the big rocks in the jar, they don't disappear. So they'll go on my planner and I will nail down a specific time. Secondly, I'm going to reflect just a little bit here on my annual or my quarterly goals. 
I might be in the minority here, but I do set New Year's goals and I try to keep them. So throughout the year, I might be thinking about one or two big goals that I have for the year, and I want to keep going back to those. Now, some of you are familiar with setting teaching goals. If you're a teacher, you might have a professional development plan where you have certain goals going on. If you're in a company where you're working under OKRs or something similar, you have those annual and quarterly goals. You've got your O, which is your objectives, and then your KRs, which are those clear, defined key results you're going to be trying to measure your success by. Did you hit those? So I'll look at my annual and quarterly goals, and I'll just look at like the top three, and I'll look at my priorities for the week and see Am I doing some things that take my annual and quarterly goals further, both my personal goals and my professional goals? Now, if you will do those things, then you'll be living your values and doing the things that matter most to you. If we don't think about the annual or the quarterly goals, at least weekly, and figure out what we can do to move those forward, then we're never going to meet them. And we're going to always feel a little disappointed that we didn't set aside time for those things that do matter to us. Now, as part of this weekly planning, once we've listed the priorities or the big rocks and looked at the annual or quarterly goals to just check in on those, then we have to decide what will be an obstacle that stands in our way and what will be a distraction or interruption. This is called pragmatic prospection, and you've probably heard me talk about this in a previous podcast, but pragmatic prospection is just the idea that we're going to vision the future. We're going to imagine it. We're going to look ahead and we're going to play out in our minds the scenario of us doing the work to achieve those priorities for the week. And as we think ahead, we have to forecast the distractions and obstacles that are going to happen. Now, we know they happen because Things like that regularly occur and they always disrupt our progress, right? They keep us from hitting the goal. So when we look ahead and envision what's happening and we imagine the obstacle or distraction or interruption, then we can make a plan to crush that, right? To get around it or get through it. So for example, I had one decision to make last week about choosing a flooring material. We had an accident in our kitchen. The floor got flooded. We had to replace the flooring. So there was this opportunity to choose a different color for the floor. And for some reason, that decision kept coming up in the middle of my work day, in the middle of my free time, when I was getting ready to go to bed at night. And just by not making this decision, it just kept coming back again and again. And then my husband and I wanted to give each other space to weigh in without pushing our decision so that we both ended up with one that we actually liked together So that delayed the decision too, but that obstacle got in the way of some of my work because it was on my mind. And as I thought about it more and more, the bigger that obstacle seemed to get. So if you can think about your obstacles and your distractions and your interruptions that will come up this coming week, you can plan ahead and create a pathway to manage those things so they don't destroy your goals. And then Lastly, we need some strategies not only to ignore the obstacles and distractions and stay on track, but we need a strategy that's going to actually take our performance 
up a level, like accelerate it. And the mindset for success tells us that we need to believe it's possible and to believe that when we set our intentions and carry out the tasks, the good things will happen. Like it's likely we're going to hit the goals. And if we don't, we're at least going to make some progress toward the goal achievement. So we're going to call these good things that take our performance up a little bit, productivity accelerators. And mine, just when I was planning the week ahead, I chose my accelerator is going to be to say no to everything extra at work. I will track my time that I did spend so I can be aware of where I'm spending time and how I'm working towards those goals. And I'm going to take walks to get my brain refreshed and back in the game. And I'm going to drink a lot of water. So I had four different accelerators that I came up with to help myself. What about you? What's going to help you to help your productivity move forward? Is there something that will allow you to be more focused than usual? Is there something new? Remember, if you're going to reach a goal you have never before attained, you must do things you've never before done. And there might be a productivity accelerator that will be something new to you. I caution you to just choose one new tiny habit, not four or five. For example, I'm not new to taking walks or drinking water. Those things are pretty normal in my workday. But tracking my time, that's going to be a little bit new. I have used time trackers quite a bit in the past, but I have never really tied that to my specific goals getting done. I've used it more for awareness. So hopefully you will choose something to accelerate your productivity and help ensure yourself the success that you're looking for. Now, as we're wrapping up today, you want to look back at the end of the week and review it. The only way to plan for success is to have a place that you're starting from and a place that you're ending up, right? After all, if you look at where you're ending up, you have to be able to judge, did you achieve the success you wanted? In my experience, this is the best part of the process. It's not a time for judgment and self-criticism. In fact, if you find yourself going to that space, I want to encourage you to read up on Kristen Neff's research around self-compassion. Be nice to yourself. Setting goals and working hard and changing your game is really tough to do. As you make strides in that direction, even if it's a rough week and you achieve very few of those things you set out to do, pushing yourself in this direction is new and you're going to have a few roadblocks. So give yourself a little grace there. The first thing is to look at the progress. So what was it you did achieve? What did you learn? Where did you make some progress? And where did your successes and wins actually happen? Now, remember, the outcome-based goals, like we're going to sell 10 coaching classes, or we're going to grade 20 essays in the college class we're teaching. Those kind of things are great. Those are good goals. But it's better to focus on process goals. Process goals are like, while I'm working, I will have 20 minutes of uninterrupted and focused time. Then I can figure out if I've achieved the way of working that's going to help me be successful on outcomes later. What about what you're proud of? Is there anything that you want to pat yourself on the back for or high five yourself with? And what did you learn? So again, don't be too hard to yourself. Um, if you want to do something differently, you can. But that's just a reflective review, right? We're just deciding what worked, what didn't work, 
What do we need to change? And then the last part I would say is the gratitude. Gratitude is the number one way to open up more possibilities for next week. So notice three things that went well. What are you grateful for? Who do you appreciate? And you might even take note of someone specific you want to thank, and you might send them a note, an email, a letter, whatever it takes. So think about the gratitude as part of this reflective process in planning for your success. And in the end, we can never ever reach success alone. We all depend on each other to be successful and to reach our goals. So being grateful for those others in our life who help us along the way is is a good part of this process. Thanks for being here. If you want to take this up a level and take steps to really increase your daily and weekly success in your work or in your life generally, I am a coach and I'd be happy to think about working with you. If you have the time, take a look at my website and send me a note on my contact page. I have a few limited openings right now for one-to-one coaching, and I'd be happy to see if we might be a good match to work together. Thank you again for being here and best wishes this coming week being the best version of you. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.